Hello, lovely listeners. It's Laura here because I have some very exciting news to share with you. We are getting back on the road and doing not one, not two, but three live shows before the end of the year and tickets are out now. All of the shows are going to be in Bush Hall in London. Basically think of it as a go love yourself residency at this point. Our first one is going to be on the 30th of October and it's going to be our Halloween party. So make sure you get those tickets ASAP so you can see everyone's fabulous outfits. You can find more information and the link to the tickets in the episode description and all across our Instagram at go love yourself pod. We cannot wait to see you there. This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. We've grown up with these magazines which on the face are so innocent, but no, they're not. That's where issues arose, such as, you know, Laura with secret eating and, you know, me with comfort eating. We've internalised it all and however many years later, we're just trying to unpack it. We have got such a good episode for you today. I'm so excited to record it. But before we start, we just wanted to talk about last week's episode, the one that we did with Katie Price. It's probably the episode that has divided opinion the most. Yeah, that's right. You know, like we understand that the episode and also Katie is not for everyone. But for us, we really wanted to use the opportunity to to have an honest and open chat with Katie about body image, about cosmetic surgery and get a different perspective on it. Because I think sometimes I was chatting to a friend about this actually recently and she was saying sometimes we can kind of live in an echo chamber and we do need to kind of hear from other people and, and have other people's perspectives. Yeah, totally agree. And it's absolutely fine if you wanted to skip that one. And then you've come back to us on this one. Uh, so let's crack on with the episode. But first of all, let's have a little catch up. Because what I'm loving, Laura, I don't know if anyone's noticed this yet, is that our voices are probably an octave lower because we're recording <laughs> at, at seven, seven in seven the morning. <laughs> and anyone that knows me will know I'm not a morning person. So no, I'm, I feel awful. I'm sorry. Oh, you should. Honestly, I'm going to be in proper bitch mode. <laughs> Nobody wakes me up this at six really... o'clock. I'm very sorry. This is this is because we couldn't record earlier in the week and we have to work around uh, my day job and I can't, I can't, I can't do a cheeky little lunchtime record anymore. So uh, not that I ever did that, obviously. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> never did that at the never old job. Never did that, by the way. <laughs> never, never did that, by the way. Um, that's as low as I can go. <laughs> Um, So, Laura, thank you so much. I mean, at no point will I ever say to you, hi, I really think that we should actually start recording every week at 7.30am. Honestly, I would tell you to not... Well, let's just say I wouldn't tell you to go love yourself, all right? (laughs) I love it. You're very jovial, though. I was was expecting not so jovialnessness. Yeah. (laughs) She's faking yeah. it. Oh, it's <laughs> creeping in. Let's just stop talking. Uh, this is times like this. I wish I drank coffee. I know. Anyway. Same. Same. I am. Yeah. I'm struggling to funk. I've had a, like a not that much sleep this week. It's been very, very busy. So oh, um, I'm going to get the world's b- smallest violin and play the world's saddest song just for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me about taking your nan to Barbie. Come on. Change the subject oh, before I get grumpy. Well, I mean, first of all, honestly, <laughs> I were, I have been creating content online for about two years. I work very hard at it. Yet nan comes along and just looks cute in a pink top and a skirt. And then all of a sudden I've got almost a million views. I was like, it's... <laughs> But it is how it should be. I wanted to take her out on her birthday eve and we had a lovely time. I picked her up and we went shopping. Then we went for lunch. We had a lovely roast dinner and then we went to Barbie and 
it was just so nice to spend time with her. I understand how lucky I am in that I'm able to do that because thousands of comments in the video that is on TikTok and on Instagram uh, are of people who are missing their nans and grandmas and everyone. And I totally understand uh, what I hope it that kind of if I post about my nan does is make people smile um, as opposed yeah, to feel absolutely. sad. It's the wholesome content we need. I think it is really wholesome. And what was amazing was I was a bit worried that she might not like Barbie, obviously being mm. older. Yeah, yeah, fair. But she was cackling away. Really? She was absolutely rolling up. And then at the end of it, I didn't say anything before. Well, before I could even say anything, she just went, well, I loved it. So she really loved it. Oh, that's so cute. Do you follow Jess and Norma online on, on TikTok? And I Instagram? don't. Do I need to? Yeah, they're like a granddaughter, grandma duo. Oh, they're so, so funny. Yeah, Jess and Norma. I recommend you give them a follow, everyone listening, because, yeah, again, it's just really lovely, funny, wholesome content. Like, Jess is always doing pranks on Norma. Like, they're one of my favourite people. Oh, I think to, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I'm so glad you had a lovely time, though. It was Go fabulous, man. but... Go, well, we just love Nan. We call her Nutty Nanny and we love her. Oh. But let's talk about the fact that we have got the British Podcast Awards on Thursday. Oh my God, I am already excited, scared, nervy poos or drenny poos. As <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? What's the vibe? Is it Smart oh, Casual sorry. says the invite? Oh, Smart stop. Casual says the invite? Who the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> Sue says the invite. Sue what does one wear? Uh, I don't know what one wears when the invite <laughs> says. <laughs> Is casual. Says. I don't babes, I'm also coming from work. Like I, I'm gonna yeah. have my big, like honestly, my year seven lap, <laughs> laptop bag full of shit and stuff. So I'm not gonna look that cute. Can you Don't not look a- cute? Uh, no, I mean, that's not possible. I always look cute. <laughs> Even at seven in the morning. With like, You do actually look so cute, by the way. Like, no, bags. you look so cute. <sighs> um, flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> okay, A, there'll be a changing room. Cloak room, sorry. See, it's too early. It's too early for this. Um, room. It's not PE. It's because you said you're seven back. I was like, <laughs> there'll be a changing room, babes. It's fine. Um... <laughs> This is already going to be a chaotic episode, I can tell. Um, no, I don't know. What to, I can't do smart casual. I literally have two looks. It's like that, that TikTok I got video. three looks. And that's and it. And that's it. A 12-year-old boy. A homeless <laughs> man and a hooker. hooker. That's literally, honestly, I'm like jeans and t-shirt yeah. or pyjamas and a pineapple on top of my head or like an out-and-out hooker. I don't do in between. Same, babes. I absolutely do not. This is my casual. Look at me. I'm wearing a pink and red jumper. Smart casual. I don't know if I put a top hat on. I don't really understand. Anyone listening, what can we wear to a smart casual award ceremony event? Like the two don't add up. The sense is not sensing. The, se- it, the, the girl math is not girl mathing. And also what if we win and we have to go on stage? I mean, what if we win? I think we're going to win. Um, I have to go on stage <laughs> and I'm wearing a ball gown and trainers. That's smart yeah. casual, technically. No, not really. Anyway, <laughs> keep your fingers and toes and fanny flaps crossed for us, guys, because it's a really big awards day. It's the, it's the British Podcast Awards. And if we win, it will be big news. So, yeah, keep everything crossed and we will keep you posted. Also, Laura, I just wanted to say, um, so I was invited, this is so bouge, to a, a launch of a new history book. It's so me good. Now. It was so good. But it was by David Mitchell and it was like a pub quiz uh, oh, yeah, event. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. David Mitchell from the Peep 
show. Right, carry on, yeah. Okay, fine. And it was a pub quiz event and it was fantastic. And I was like, I need a history friend to go with. And so I thought, hmm, there's one person I know that loves history. And it's actually one of our lovely listeners called Becca. Amazing. I know. So I met Becca at um, another history event I went to in the summer. So it was just really nice to hang out with her. So I wanted to give her a shout out. But I also wanted to give the Kent girls a shout out because she's part of like the sort of Kent girls that get together. And they're actually all going to one of the girls' weddings this weekend. Oh, so, that's Hannah, so lovely. I, I know, mate. Goosebumps. I can't. No, I don't because I can't. Literally, last night she kept telling me things. I was like, babe, I'm going to cry. Um, they <laughs> oh. all went. They all did a little hen do for Hannah recently. And they're all going to Hannah's weddings. They're all talking about their outfits and stuff. It was wonderful. We all know how much the community means to me and Laura. It was just incredible that we are able to see it in that way. So I just wanted to shout out the girls. <laughs> Laura and I wanted to get a bit back to basics with this episode this week. And we want to talk about possibly what I think is is the most visible examples of diet culture throughout the ages, but specifically for us through the 90s, the noughties and the 2010s. And that is magazines. Mm-hmm. That is women's magazines, girls' magazines, lifestyle, diet ones, all of it. Uh, we got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. We've never actually done a deep dive into this, have we? I mean, there have been there have been so many things that have influenced us, you know, th- throughout our lives and like weight loss shows, you know, Slim Fast, Special K diet. We could even make this into a mini series, I think, couldn't we? Because mm. there, are ha- there have been so many things. But I think you're right. I think magazines, I think for us, we, we, we're, we're talking pre-internet, aren't we? Okay. So Mostly, pre- yeah you know, the the body positivity movement being kind of mainstream. This was where we got our information and our in entertainment from, wasn't it? And there was no curation. You couldn't, I mean, all right, you could not buy it, but you were always going to buy it, weren't you? So you picked up these magazines and, you know, among these kind of glossy pages were these beautiful like models photoshopped within an inch of their lives. And there was also like a lot of a lot of body shaming like you're right like there was so much emphasis wasn't there on like who had put on weight who had lost weight and and one of the things I remember so so clearly that really sticks out in my mind is the talk about cellulite and how often celebrities were shamed there's a very well-known picture of Scarlett Johansson in the sea and she's wearing a bikini And she looks like Scarlett Johansson. She looks fucking phenomenal. And she has cellulite because she's a human person. And the the papers and the media and and magazines just went in. And she was ridiculed, essentially, for having something that is naturally occurring on a human body. Mm. But this is the stuff that we were all growing up with or you know, it's happening when we're in our 20s and our formative years and you're seeing everywhere splashed on the front pages of these magazines that we loved and read. How disgusting that this woman has cellulite. So therefore you're like, oh my God, how disgusting that I have cellulite and mine's so much worse. Mm. So I'm disgusting too. I need to go to the gym. I need to not eat anything. I need to buy this 50 pound cream that says it's going to get rid of cellulite. It's a, that, that in essence is diet culture. Yeah, it's no coincidence that the magazines were full of like other body shaming or pictures of perfect people. And in between them, the ads of like how to fix, like, you know, telling you what to buy to fix the inverted commas problems that they had been highlighting. Like that is no coincidence. And I also think that it's quite funny when you look at magazines now and they are pretty much a dying breed. Like I was doing some research for this episode and 
like Marie Claire completely have stopped publishing. They're just online now. Oh, Cosmopolitan, okay. I think sales are down by like 75%. I don't know if it's just coincidence, but it just seems to me like the decline of the the print magazines has come as they are all becoming or have become more progressive. And yeah. it's sort of like, it makes me wonder, like, is it just because of the internet? It could be because to be fair, we get social media, we get news online. But yeah, I just also wonder whether that was because of the kind of the toxicity of them. It's like, we kind of like thrived on it. I think it was just what you did. Like, I remember like, what was, your, I don't know what your first magazines that you bought but I remember like kind of going from like Ms to a magazine called mm. Sugar and yeah. then 17 and then in uni me and all my friends especially my friend Lorna um hi for listening Lorna um we were obsessed with Look magazine I loved Look I loved it I bought it every week yeah Look wasn't that bad actually I don't think in terms of like well can when you compare them to the others we say that do you know what if we went back and we like got the archives of Look out yeah I reckon nothing has aged well. You're probably right. I see these videos on TikToks where people find Glamour magazine from 2003 and all the stuff that's in there. And it's, uh, you know, we talked on a recent episode about Trini and Susanna and the book that was that they did. And, you know, how dare you have hips? This is disgusting. That <laughs> don't was wear the kind stripes. Of, <laughs> don't wear stripes. You look gross. Why do I don't like stripes? Um, but... <laughs> But don't wear anything. Don't wear anything. Just wear a, just wear a kimono and that'll be done. But belt it. You must belt it. You shouldn't. Like. <laughs> Fucking hell. Where was I? Sorry. No, that's fine. But where was I? Uh, magazines. Brilliant. Magazines. Things not, <laughs> things not aging well. The, the woman that's calling out stuff. So I think if we looked at any of them, they haven't aged well. And yeah. I just want to say, I think that's a brilliant thing in that it shows how far society yeah. has come as the, and, and all of these, you know, social issues have moved on since fabulous times. However, doesn't stop the fact that it happened. Doesn't stop the fact that we read all these things when we both worked at the water company and it was yeah. my first job out of uni and I worked in the call center and I would probably spend... <laughs> I don't even want to know how much money on magazines every week. I would have a pile on my desk when I worked in the call centre of magazines every week. I loved it. So like that's when I was 22 and you're just looking at this stuff and these airbrushed slim women being celebrated and these women who are probably still smaller than me at the time and I was slim at the time being like, she's let herself go. Look at all the weight she's put on. Oh my God, that's so gross. Blah, blah, blah. There was such a concentration on body yeah even in stuff that you know was meant to be like fashion magazines it was still always Mm. about body about Mm. diets about you know must make sure you're you're thin it's 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 the same stuff that we've been you know talking about on this podcast for so long that thin was fabulous and anything other than very very small and white was you know it just either wasn't there or it was ridiculed and it's 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 heartbreaking that that's the thing that we grew up with do you know what i mean Absolutely. We say this all the time, but we really didn't stand a chance, did we? When we look at the lack of inclusivity and diversity, yeah, there was just no diversity in the magazines. There were hardly any people of colour. And if they were, they were lighter skinned. And there Mm. were, as as far as I can remember, Lauren, there were no plus size models or people in those magazines unless they were being made fun of. Um, So I grew up never seeing anybody that looked like me. And that made me feel like not part of society like not almost like not a woman because I just never felt like I fit in and that was really hard like growing up because I I just felt even more like alienated and to be honest with you 
I think that it, um, this might sound dramatic, but it's things like that that kind of made me go the other way and go, well, I'm never going to look like that and I don't look like that and I never will. So I just comfort eight. Uh, mm. And I'm not blaming magazines. I, there's a whole plethora of things of like my issues with like eating and disordered eating and stuff. But I definitely think it contributed to it. Well, how could it not? Because you didn't see yeah. yourself positively represented anywhere, yeah. Laura. Not just like, oh, not in the magazines yeah. or not inside anywhere anywhere like we there's no like I can't think of one can't think of one you know I'm even thinking of uh, even politically like the Monica Lewinsky thing she was considered plus size and ridiculed for it do you know what I mean and it's like it's every turn you were never you were never seen in a positive light and and you know we say that as two white women and you know it's just it's baffling and I think just no wonder and we really like Laura said we really didn't stand a chance because it was so ingrained in us that fat was bad and thin was good when you saw your favorite magazines or your favorite artists making music videos or your favorite movies and tv programs showing women who were much smaller than you and ridiculing them for whatever you just felt like shit and then that led to potentially disordered eating or unhealthy relationships with exercise and here we are exactly yeah there's a great quote there's a book called the body is not an apology it's a wonderful book by um sonia renee taylor and there's a great quote in it which i love when she talks about representation she says representation is important because when we don't see ourselves reflected in the world around us we can't help but make assumptions about that absence invisibility she says is a statement it says something about the world and our place in it difference is equated with undesirability God, I think that's really powerful. And I think that mm. just really sums up my kind of experience with, with mm. magazines because like, and, uh, and as I say, the representation or lack of representation. And I think the other thing like we, and we, we absolutely need to comment on is the incessant. And I, I say that word, it really was, it is, it was incessant plug for, for fad diets and dangerous unhealthy diets. Every magazine and I, I, I still sometimes glance at the magazines and I still see these like drop 10 pounds in 10 days and or like, you know, get a bikini body by summer, how to lose a stone by Christmas and, uh, you know, in, in two weeks or whatever. Mm. And they encourage, in my opinion, they encouraged like really unhealthy eating habits and dangerous diets. And like, that's not OK. No. And this is, again, it's, it's important to say that at no point have Laura and I ever been against anybody losing weight. No. But you cannot, no. Come, you cannot say that a headline of lose 10 pounds in two weeks is healthy. It's not. Yeah. Factually, not healthy. And, not, uh, and what would be peddled in there, because magazines had to make money, was more than likely they were promoting a product and it's product placement that was weaved in really cleverly yeah. as a as a diet plan or as a meal plan for a week or something like that. It was it was really worrying. And I can just see it now and, and they do it in in really clever ways because that's how journalism and magazines work. And they'd have like your favourite celebrity or your favourite model talk about their, you know, like what's in my fridge. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, what are you in a day? Essentially, it, it was literally the, the same. Yeah, like we get it online now. It was it was yeah. in print. Oh my god, I forgot about and those. It was always, always things like porridge with water and lemon water. Yes, chicken salad and fish with vegetables. Always. Tell me I'm wrong. I there were no other 
like alterations of that meal plan, it was that. So how many times did I sit there eating fish and vegetables with no sauce, no salt, no nothing? Because I thought that's what I should do because I'm going to look like whoever. Oh, it's really, really, really bad, isn't it? And like they would say like, oh, for a snack, I had a special K bar. And then you'd look at the bottom and you're yes. like, sponsored by special yes, K. Okay. <laughs> or you're like, I'd have a, I'd have a hat. I just hate this. I'd have a handful of nuts and seeds. And I'm oh. like, I just so, I just remember sitting there like with like, hey, what's a handful? Is it this? Is it a cup to this <laughs> piled on? But like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's not cool. So notice... <laughs> those things it was wild really wild I remember actually like the first time I kind of rebelled against um magazines was I was in the doctor's surgery probably being fat shamed uh (laughs) different episode (laughs) 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 sat in the doctor's surgery I was the only one in there and I was waiting to go in and I was like I'll pick up a magazine I haven't read a magazine in so long Mm. and I'm not kidding you there was a stack of about 30 magazines and I actually remember taking pictures because every single one of them on the cover and throughout were rife with Mm. body shaming toxic like beauty standards kind of talk and fad diets it was literally body shaming fad diets and like a bit of fashion thrown in but also like and then things like which we still i think there there is still quite a bit of an emphasis on of like how to please your man how to keep your man like all the things (laughs) like that and i was like I vowed, I think, at that point. <laughs> this sounds very dramatic. I vowed at that point to never read a magazine again. Um, I think, yeah, it's just, ugh, they just give me the ick. But, like, I do think things have changed. I think there are some good magazines out there. I think Grazia, I think, is a really good magazine. Like, they do, like, in-depth articles. And they're very much now, like, on the kind of, like, the woke train. And I say that in a in a good way, like, in a positive mm. way. Like, I use woke in, in that sense. Um but yeah, of its day, oh, I just I dread to think. I think I that's why so many women of like our mum's generation have issues as well. Because thank Lord, like we, the internet gets such a bad rap. But I, I don't, I know that I would not be in this headspace, in, in this Same. like life space if it wasn't for the internet and for seeing other fat babes like me and for all the research and online and learning and different perspectives. But our mum's generation and their mum's generation they just had magazines. Like they just had the magazines. That's it. Yeah. And they had magazines that were peddling harder than ours were like, and ours were awful, but misogyny didn't really creep in as much, but you know, of our mum's generations and of our nan's generations, there were things about, you know, how to be the perfect housewife. And there were literally, you know, you can Google it. There were these listicles that were like, you know, how to make sure that you're the perfect housewife and make sure that you have dinner ready for him on the table when he gets home from work and don't talk to him for one hour and do this. And your diet will be two cigarettes and a whatever. And it was unbelievable and they there was no other outlet for them to find out their information or find out healthy information and stuff like that yeah well there were very few outlets for that now admittedly that was the case for us in the in the 90s and to an extent the you know the early part of the noughties but the misogyny this it was just it's unbelievable and i i would absolutely recommend anybody just googling you know magazines from the 60s the 50s onwards 
unreal. Yeah, I can't. I, when I was um, researching for my book, actually, I was looking at like the media and magazines and where it all kind of started and stuff. And uh, I found something as far back as 1867. Um, there was a series in uh, Harper's Bazaar, which obviously we still have today. Mm. And it was called, are you ready? For the Ugly Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it said that um, women need to be comelier and rounder than the scrawny, sallow-peaked women of the past, but also not likely to become gross and obese as so many of their European sisters. So even back then, 1867, women were being told that they basically had to be thin but not too thin, curvy yeah. but not too curvy, busty but not too too busty. Yeah, so Harper's Bazaar actually, interestingly, I think was was basically went on to carry the mantle for the kind of the right models of beauty for women uh, for decades after that. Like they were kind mm. of the frontier of it. And they were also inherently racist as well. So it was, yeah, basically saying that you had to have like white f- features to be deemed attractive. That basically carried on until like the 1920s when that like, kind of like more the androgynous like vibe slipped in and then it was Flapper Girl. And then we started to see body trends come into play with like magazines and in publishing and again this just gives me the ick because women's bodies are not trends i am always going to be like i don't really like comparing my body to a fruit because i think it's a little bit odd um, but i'm always <laughs> going to be an apple shape okay and i'm probably always going to be fat and i just think it's it's disgusting how how bodies have been trends throughout the decades as well and again yeah. i really do blame magazines for this yeah 100 percent. i do think a, a magazines have got a lot to answer for uh, i do like to see some of the editors of these big magazines of the 90s and noughties coming out and being like yeah i peddled that diet culture shit yeah. hard i yeah. understand uh, joe elvin who who is the editor of Glamour back in the day has kind of talked about it. You know, right your wrongs, essentially. Like you've, you've all got a lot to answer for. You had a job to do. It was, the t- you know, it was at the time. It was of the time. Yeah. yeah. But again, I just can't, you know, everything you've just said and, and we, uh, perhaps we'll talk about some more examples. I just can't imagine it happening now. I know it does. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all uh, because like you, I went to pick up a parcel from a news agent or something recently and they were taking forever. So I just looked at magazines, just tried to look at my phone for the photos because I took photos of all the magazines. It, the weeklies, the taker breaks, etc. What are you up to? Mm. What are you doing? It was unbelievable. It was lose 10 pounds. It was, you know, look at this person from Loose Women on holiday. Oh my God, how dare they have, you know, cellulite or you know not a completely toned stomach how dare they and food and eating patterns and diets in terms of you know what food you're eating were peddled on every single one yeah absolutely yeah and i remember like so some of the headlines um we pulled out some headlines from the archives didn't we for this episode Mm. like just a couple just to give you an idea body battles scary skinny shock new bodies do you remember chantelle from big brother i do she was on or constantly on the cover chantelle says i won't be happy until i've blitzed my belly i think the other thing we we, i want to talk about as well is the amount of uh, celebrities, I say this in the inverted <laughs> commas, people in the public eye who stage paparazzi sh- shots. And this still happens. Hello, twats from Strictly Come Dancing that did this recently, where they show themselves like with the before photo, like they get people to, it, this is not accidental. Like these are all planned. Like they, they, yeah. 
tell them the time and place they're going to be there. They show up in a public park with ill-fitting clothes, their stomach out and like, you know, clothes that are too small and they look kind of, you know, no makeup, hair greasy on top of their head. They might cry. That's a good one. They might be yeah. crying. Yeah, that's a really good one. Bonus points for that. Yeah. And then... All of a sudden, by some miracle, they've got a weight loss planner or they've dropped, you know, <laughs> dropped loads of weight and they're in a bikini and they're all airbrushed and polished. I was gonna, I'm was i glad you mentioned that. I was going to talk about that because when I was, again, looking at um, magazine covers, there was a picture of Claire Richards from uh, from Steps, who I love. And if you remember, she, yeah, I, I think her. she put on a, uh, some weight at some point in time. I can't really remember. And obviously was body shamed to high hell for it. And there is mm. a photo of her on one of these magazines and she's eating a pastry of some sort and she's going for it. She's having a lovely time in this pastry. There is no way that that is not a paid for organized paparazzi shot that precluded her fitness DVD and her diet plan. So some celebrities were peddling this as hard as the magazine. There's money in it. There's, there's money in it. Totally get it. We were buying it. We're all, you know, yeah. we're all, vic- you know, victims and also perpetrators of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But that, that is, really sad that we had to see Claire who I love eating something that looked bloody tasty but being ridiculed for it so therefore I'm like oh my god can I not have that cake I really want because you know she had a a really rough time of it actually I remember um again like always being like the fat kid like she was the one who because her weight did fluctuate that I like kind of looked to and like looked up to because I again like I thought like she's the most that, that's looked like me also I just think she was really really lovely I think she's we, we should try and get her as a guest I think that'd be really oh my god oh my god oh my god she's not coming on yet she's not confirmed calm down <laughs> I love that. I do you know. I love Steps. So we'll talk about it. I'm so Same. sorry. I love Steps so much. And Claire Me is too. a babe. <gasps> steps. We should, should definitely we get- make that happen. <laughs> Producer Fia, please. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. Um, yeah, but she she really was. You know, yeah, she she had a really tough time of it. And like you say, some of it I didn't know that that you said like. Well, we don't know. We are assuming some of them no, were of course, yeah, yeah. Mm. that were you know like organised. But I think a lot of them also were not. Um, and she was yeah, she was really ridiculed, and she. She was only yeah. like a size 16 but I guess like if, yeah, yeah pop stars you, you couldn't be like you couldn't be like that and the perfect example well two examples really Britney Spears Jessica Simpson oh. those are the two that really stick in my mind the most but Same. Jessica Simpson especially because when she was in her like Daisy Duke era and she came out and she I remember thinking that she was fat I remember looking at the magazines and going fucking hell she's put on weight yeah, same, mate. Same. How God, how you went out like that? That's disgusting. Look at those photos now. I think yeah. we all need to go back and look at the photos of, of yeah. these celebrities that we thought were so fat and so gross. And oh my God, how could they? And this is why we have trust issues, people, because we were told that Jessica Simpson in those high-waisted jeans and that black top was fat and atrocious and the worst that you could possibly ever look. Yeah. Have a, have a word and then Britney when she went to the, is it the VMAs yeah the VMAs in the black bikini yeah. um, she didn't look like she did when she was 16 what, what's really sad about Britney and I know that Britney does have some mental health issues I want to be really really careful with what I say here but I think Britney is a victim one of a, a huge victim of, of diet culture and bod- the body mm. shaming because I think even now like fairly recently like as in yeah. like six months a year ago she she put a post up on Instagram didn't she I don't know if you saw she it did, yeah. saying uh, how to make yourself look skinny surround yourself by fat people or fat yeah, yeah. and she was saying about how that she always wanted like the, her dancers for example to be bigger than hers so that she looked skinny 
but she actually looked back on that time of the VMAs and she called herself. She says, I looked, I looked like a fat pig. I think she, she has been indoctrinated into thinking that she needs to look a certain way. And she, I find this so heartbreaking now, amongst other things I find heartbreaking about her and, and, and where she is mentally. And we, we really obviously wish her like all the best, but I think she's still, even now, like she'll say like, Oh, my body, you know, like I'm working on it. Um, and you know, I might not look like I did when I was 16, but actually like, I think I still look really good. And mm. I think, it's no wonder really like it is no wonder like she her body has like I, I I always say this like I felt like growing up I was my body like, I didn't just have a body I was my body she must think from a completely different perspective she mm. was also wasn't she she was yeah, her body awesome. yeah she was sexualized so early you know you've got these yeah. videos of, of interviews and some old man I saw it literally on TikTok the other day some old man just goes well we've got to talk about it she was like what it's like your breasts and he's like 60 and she was probably 19 I have a word. No, no, thank you. She's a, actually, it's a really good example of something we should probably talk about in that the diet culture and the magazine culture of yesteryear still lives in a lot of people. Not yeah. everyone is is passing through and not to the other side of body acceptance or just body neutrality or whichever version of that you, you prefer. So many of us know people related to people that are still very much on that bandwagon of, yeah. you know, thinking that Jessica Simpson probably was. So, oh my God, so disgusting. And Brittany, how dare she? And so that's really hard as well. But it's good to know that on the whole, I think we've passed through that moment. <laughs> Do you think seeing like those headlines, buying those magazines and kind of taking that in when you were younger do you think that's impacted you in the long term I was thinking about it yesterday and actually asked lots of people yesterday everyone's immediate answer was no I mean I remember reading them but like you know never really affected me and then we had more of a chat about it and they were like actually and you saw the cogs turning in the head actually yeah, uh, yeah. yeah like no it did it, it can't not have because it was one of our main sources of media for a very long time mm. most of the people listening to this podcast it was our main source of media for so long and these messages weren't just peddled once or twice they were peddled on most pages every single week, every single month. Mm. So I think it probably did um, because I remember being, as a, you know, as we know, my story is that I grew up slimmer. I was a size 12 until I was what, like 26, 25, 26. Um, and I remember feeling, as many people listening to this will attest to as well, so huge. And oh my God, I was so unattractive because my hips were really big. And all of this, because I was looking at these magazines of women who were so much smaller than me being ridiculed. I can't pinpoint the moments, but how could it not have had an impact on me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you say the same? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think I, I have considered it a lot and I, I definitely, I do. I think not only the the diet culture and the body shaming, but also just the kind of the dumbing down of women and yeah. the pitting women against each other, like not just the diets, but they're like who wore it best and reducing women to like idle gossip and, yeah. and their love life or how to give your, your man the best orgasm. In a way, maybe it helped me rebel against that because I remember like from a, even quite a young age thinking like, well, that's a lot of bollocks, mm. which I'm quite pleased about. I think I always had an obsession with with weight and image because of how I grew up and the, the household that I grew up in and mm. the obsession appearance with that my dad had. But I think these magazines just kind of perpetuated that. So, yeah, they definitely didn't do anything for my self-esteem. And 
yeah, I'm quite glad that like we're in a better place now. And I, I, I think that there is a reason why these magazines are in decline. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And why some accounts on social media have done fantastically. And, you know, shout out to Alex Light, who has done a lot of work and a lot of content on these magazines yeah. from the past and bring them up and being like what the hell and those kind of you know she's fantastic to follow and there's so many other accounts that exist now that are the antithesis to the diet culture magazines because did you see recently alex like posted this and it was a picture of mariah carey no as fashion victim of the week she is wearing this dress which is so short and she looks phenomenal phenomenal in this dress the caption laura Oops, we forgot to put Mariah Carey in our fat thigh story. On those porky pins, the pop princess is no dainty butterfly. Her vavavoom Versace couldn't be much shorter. It's barely bigger than a t-shirt. Why doesn't the suddenly single songbird just go naked? That is what we were peddled as being fat thighs. So if your thighs were bigger than that, you were like, well, bloody hell. And that's the thing is that all the women, most of the women they were ridiculing at the time, were smaller than us were tiny yes, were beautiful tiny. were yeah like had had the best skin the best hair like had you know flat stomachs and they were still ridiculed so what does it say about us but I also think again like like I said it pits women against other women it makes you go oh yeah look at her she's let herself go oh yeah look at that Sally. like oh look she looks like shit it made us pit each other against each other I, I, I think it's, the whole thing was just so toxic I will say well, I want to touch on the before and after photos because no. again we see them a lot on social media but how awful they were because mm. on the it was always like on the left was like the person in like bad lighting no makeup yeah. ill-fitting clothes and it was always like looking miserable yes and the quote was always like oh, i was so fat i was so unhappy how did yeah. i get out of bed in the mornings mm-hmm. and then on the right it was like look at me i'm transformed i'm a different person and good lighting you know hair and makeup done sucking their stomach in posing you know appropriately we still see it now on social media and i hate it i hate before and after photos because i I don't even like, I was four times the size of the person in the before photo. So what does that say about me? Yeah, no, I ain't got no time for it. I I hate it. Like I've always hated them. Like Mm. it just basically makes it out like, like you're less of a person, even though you're a bigger person. Yeah. On the the left, like, and I grew up literally thinking that I was a walking before photo. Well, of course, because that's what we saw. Yeah, it was all about transformation, wasn't it? Like, yeah. you know, we love a transformation, don't we? I think, or we used to. And how many how many before photos did we actually take? My camera roll yeah. is filled of... Uh, my camera roll goes back to like 2015. It is filled of me posing in underwear, like with my head, like, you know, like sort of shoulders down. To take the this is the before photo because it's I'm all gonna you know I'm gonna start it and it's just it's just me getting bigger because that's what happens yeah. and felt like always a before photo it's such a shame such yeah. a shame yeah I remember the last ones I took me and Matt uh, decided to go on the Cambridge diet about five seven years ago I remember that and yeah I remember taking pictures and like me, us both being like horrified and pinning them up in our wardrobes that every time we opened the wardrobe that we would see them and like be reminded like in the morning of like how fat and awful you are like so don't eat yeah. loads of shit today um yeah sad come a long way since then thank god haven't you and haven't we all yeah haven't you as well 
Yeah, tell me about it. It's, it, it. None of that anymore. None of the. This is what's so wonderful is 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 we we did research for this episode and looked at all these old magazine covers, and I it, it infuriates me now. Whereas before, I was that was sinking in. Whereas yeah. now, it's like come off it. Yeah, come off it, and it it just doesn't happen in the same way anymore. Sometimes I worry that I've become like too sensitive. Like I did see slightly off topic, but I saw something on Instagram uh, recently and it was like friends characters when they were children and they were all looking really, really cute. Yeah. And there's one of Monica Mm. who's chubby and she's holding a burger. None of the other characters have any props. Yeah. And everyone was calling me a Karen in the comments. I was like, this is a bit gross, guys. Like, come on. Like, I wasn't like, I'm outraged. But yeah, sometimes I'm too sensitive. And then I see the impact that diet culture has. And I do the research and I'm like, no, yeah, I'm I'm right. You're not nah. <laughs> not um, too sensitive at all. Not no, even a little bit. No. Because even doing, as I said, research for this um, episode, I felt so triggered. I was, I was yeah. looking at stuff on the train last night. So I was looking at some of Alex Light's posts and, and just Googling and, and articles showing examples of front pages and stuff. I felt really, young. I had to stop because I was really? like, this is not nice. This is the stuff that we were drinking in. Like yeah. it was so normal and how far we've come along. It was, yeah. So you're not too sensitive at all. Never no. let anyone tell you, by the way, guys, about, about diet culture stuff. Because I bet that happens quite a lot. Be like, oh, you're too sensitive. I'm just saying. Shut up. Don't say. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and the effects of it, you know, it's not just us. Like there was one study that I saw that examined the impact of exposure to fashion magazines, the ones mm. that we've been talking about, on women's body image satisfaction. And 39 women were basically randomly assigned to two different conditions. So one half viewed fashion magazines prior to completing a body image satisfaction survey and the other half read news magazines. So the mean height and weight of both groups were basically the same. Uh, And as predicted, the women who viewed the fashion magazines in the survey said that they would prefer to weigh less and were less satisfied with their bodies. They're also more frustrated about their weight, were more preoccupied with the desire to be thin, quote, not healthy, thin, mm. and were more afraid of getting fat than their peers who viewed news magazines. Well. So when someone tells you being a sensitive Sally for calling them out magazines, it, yeah, I mean, tell them that. It's not, it's not us being sensitive. They do have an impact, a negative impact. They were overall very, very toxic and very harmful. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's made difficult still by the fact that, yes, we've come a long way, but there are still some magazines, uh, women's magazines that are still peddling this. And, and I was thinking about it on the train home again last night, specifically Women's Health magazine. Mm. I'm yet really to see a plus size person on the cover. Yeah. I want to see someone who looks a little bit different than the slim athletic uh, models and and people that appear on the covers because as we talk about all the time health is not just weight yeah and fitness is not an aesthetic no it's not and i understand that there's uh, you know with with women's health magazine perhaps it's more geared to a certain type of topic and geared to a certain type of person that's absolutely fine but don't alienate the people that are all above a size whatever because this is what you think health looks like i, I don't think it's as bad you know i just had a quick look and there are some slightly bigger women on the covers but I'm talking not not really I would like to see you know like Cosmo did with Tess Holiday and putting her on the cover and taking the hit of that that was the right thing to do but I want to see a little bit more of that yeah. and and when Cosmo did the cover with Kelly Thorpe on it like that was incredible uh, the backlash from it is all gross but we need 
We need more representation of that now. We still need it now. We have it on social media. I want to see it elsewhere. And that's going to help us move away from the toxic bullshit of, of magazine stuff and culture. Yeah. No, I agree. And I actually, I loved the Tess Holiday cover and I loved, uh, it was a series that Cosmopolitan did. There was actually, I think there were six women. Alex Light mm. was one of them. Callie mm. Thorpe, Jessamine, uh, Stanley, who we had on the podcast recently. The, the issue that I had with that is that they had this, the tagline, this is healthy. Yeah. And then they had like Callie and Jessamine on there. And I think that they knew what they were doing. Okay, interesting. By, yes. By using that yeah. headline. And it's just interesting to me that the same magazines that kind of perpetuated this awful beauty standard and toxic mm. diet culture and all of that and now like trying to trying to do good and trying to change it, which is which is the right thing to do. But then having that headline, it was it was for me, I think it was it was for controversy. And I don't know, but I I doubt that Callie signed up for that for that headline it was all about that health being multifaceted so Callie was actually there talking about mental health so she was like you know when she was saying this is healthy she wasn't saying about her body but again it's like magazines like they just want that clickbait and I just think that's yeah no you're right in hindsight I think it was very much a sales thing as it always is for clickbait because have they done anything similar since did they just do that one series and then go back to yeah, that's it. Like that's the okay. only. That's well, I mean, the fact that the only two examples that I can think of, like same, six volumes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not great, and it's not just like fat shaming that that magazines no. are guilty of. Mm-mm. Doing the research for this episode, I found uh, an alarming number of covers that were skinny shaming. Yeah. When people put on weight, they use the term "she's let herself go," and mm. when people get too skinny by their eyes and their standard, it's "oh, she's gone too far." Um, she's like too thin, too skinny. She's gone too far. And again, it just goes show like we as women can't win, but like that is not okay. And I think sometimes like people think that because we're plus size and because we advocate so much for like, plus size women, that it means that we, we only advocate f- for them, for us. And that is yeah. not true. Yeah. I absolutely cannot stand it when people say like real women have curves. Fuck off. Like, no. don't say that to me. Like that is an <laughs> abomination of a, of a phrase. Mm. A real woman is a real woman. And like, we're all just built differently and we all have different struggles for me I've always been fat I've always really really struggled with binge eating secret eating and my weight for other women it's the complete opposite maybe they've struggled with with food and with eating and, and food is you know like was seen as as, as a, a negative and and they struggle to eat and they struggle with being too skinny and some people just can't put on weight even no matter how, try, how hard they try and they can eat what they want and I just don't, again, it just goes back to what I'm saying about it's just pitting women against other women, like body shaming, like whether it's fat shaming or skinny shaming, it's not okay. And these magazines have so much to ask, answer for, honestly. Like it is actually really scary looking looking back at them. Yeah, absolutely. There were magazine covers where on one side they were ridiculing a celebrity for wearing a bikini with cellulite. And on the other side, it was what's happened to skinny Alexa Chung. And that's what we were having to deal with. And our lives then revolved around trying to keep in this little cusp of what was acceptable. And that's where issues arose, such as, you know, Laura with secret eating and, you know, me with comfort eating and having really bad relationships with exercise and movement now because we use them as a punishment tool or a way to be skinny because that's all we were ever told exercise was for and so we've Mm. grown up with these magazines which on the face are so innocent but no they're not and they we've internalized it all and 
however many years later, we're just trying to unpack it. Whatever your body type or whatever issues you took with that is valid, whether it was people being skinny shamed, which is awful, or whether people being body shamed because they were too big or they had cellulite or they had body hair or whatever. Mm. And also, I just want to say as well, all these women's magazines, everything we talked about today, not the same for men. Yeah. There is men's health. I understand that is toxic in its own way for peddling sort of one aesthetic, but none mm. of this was the same for men. There was no, not really a who wore it best. There was never... You know, he's let himself go. And you know what? That's still rife because if you send NSYNCA back, uh, which is fabulous times, we love that. Um, but I have not seen one Instagram post, Facebook story, news outlet talk about their appearance. If that was a girl band, that would be everywhere. Everywhere that some of them are grey, some of them are put on weight, some of them look different. Yeah. Not one mention of it. Which has been bothering me all week. Thanks, I needed to let that out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, guys. Hope you liked it. We will be back with a brand new episode next week. But if you want more of us in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Go Love Yourself Pod. You can also join our Facebook group. Just search for Go Love Yourself Community. Or you can get in touch with us on email at golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And you can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad-free and early episodes for £1 a week. Or you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And a reminder about our live shows! They are all in London, and they are on Monday the 30th of October, Tuesday the 21st of November, and Wednesday the 20th of December. Oh my God, I'm so excited. There is more information and a link to buy your tickets in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Crowd Network, a place where you belong.